Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to this, to Second Wind. You know, I created this several years ago because as a transition I was experiencing, I wanted a connection with other people that had gone through this pain that I was going through, the recovery that I was going through. So that's exactly what this is. It's a, a opportunity to experience other people's transitions and discover that their transitions ended with a very happy ending. And they're not ended. They're ongoing. The greatest thing that you'll take away today is that all transition, transformation ends up positively. You make the change, you go further the sadness into greater lives, more excitement, full, fuller fulfilled lives, and you become the person, the amazing person that you are today. Now, my guest today, I'm so excited to have her on the show because actually we met several years ago she also has studied with Jack Canfield, and that's where we met in 2011. Now, this line, this lovely lady is at Lottie Bertelli, and she is an international coach, trainer, speaker, and author. She's a master rim facilitator. She's certified in ELP, which is another cert, uh, uh what do we call that, Lolly? Uh, Lolly, another application, another transition, another learning modality. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> wow, let's keep going. And a transformational coach, but she is an author of Life After Bullying: Three Steps to Inner Peace as a result of of bullying. Many experiences such as low self esteem, stress, sleeping issues, weight problems anxiety, and other symptoms can later in your life reappear. Lottie's life purpose is to help people to unlock their full potential and increase their quality of life regardless of current circumstances. She draws on so many modalities and coaches to help people heal and live the life that they want to live with clarity, focus, and balance. So I'm going to welcome Lottie very early in the program because her subject is so deep and so big, and we are experiencing it even today in our school so much. But bullying is not a new <laughs> practice, let me tell you. 
It's been around for years. So she's going to enlighten us on how this reappears in our lives. So welcome, Lottie. I'm thrilled that you're on my show today. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me, Joyce. Yes. Oh, did I mention that she's from Denmark? (laughs) (laughs) You might notice that she has a little accent there. A slight one. (laughs) A slight one, yes, yeah. (laughs) But that has not stopped her in any way. She's still reaching out to the whole world to give her purpose in her practice. So, okay, Lottie, I am, you know, the Lottie that I met many, many, many years ago was indeed... Um, quiet, reserved, um, and then this was in 2011. And so you share in our in our uh, summary or my application of how how we are going to interact today. You shared a moment in your life when you decided this was not the way you wanted to continue living your life. So will you share that with us? I call these defining moments, but uh, they're life changers. Yeah. So I actually had two major life changes in my life. And the first one was back in 1996. So Mm -hmm. quite a while ago before you met me. And I know you, you made a pretty good description of me back in 2011, how I was. (laughs) And in 96, before I even started this journey of transformation, I was even more quiet and more reserved. And I would not have taken the step to go to the States where I met you. That was, yes, that was major from Denmark. Yes. Yeah. So, so that first one, I had a boy that was half a year old and he didn't sleep through the night at all. Like he was a good night, six or seven times up. A normal oh. night would be like 10, 11 times. Yeah. Oh so my that was the kind of little child I had. And at the same time, I had like anxiety. I had big sleeping issues. I have low self-esteem. And a lot of that I didn't really recognize at that time because it was just how I was. I yes. was that very, very quiet, reserved, today you would call it introvert person. Mm-hmm. And did not push myself forward. I often joke with my husband about that he saw behind the shield that I had put around as protection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank goodness, thank goodness. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So back then, he just had a new job and he was away for the weekend for training. So he was like, so this weekend where this transformation in my life happened at a transition point, he had been away for two weeks. So he was home sleeping, but he was away the whole day. Mm-hmm. So, and that Saturday, I was so tired. I needed a night's sleep. And because he was going away, like we had, if, if he was home in the weekend, he would take the kid at night and just give it for me for breastfeeding and then take away. Now he had to go up and be fresh. So of course, I had that journey. So I was so, so tired. Then I actually talked to myself and said, I just want him to be home tomorrow. He can blame me. Yeah. And that was a big step for me back then to say mm-hmm. that. Could blame mm-hmm. me and he could like say whatever he wanted. I needed him home. I was tired of being tired. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. so ready for a change. But then when he came home, he came home. I am so excited. This is the best program ever. I'm so happy. This is just <laughs> the best. And I went like, oh. 
So I actually didn't say anything. Yes. And that was the best decision I had ever taken in my life. Mm-hmm. Which is controversial, I know. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking back where the internet wasn't really existing. So there yes. was a way to find how I could get help. Right. And what I needed help with at that time was my sleeping issues and mm-hmm. my anxiety of not being able to sleep because that was the only thing I noticed. Yeah. So the next day he come home and he was told by his trainer about this learning strategies company in the state who had a book that he should absolutely read. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when he got that book, what did you get back then? You get a booklet with all the tools that they had. Yes. Uh-huh. And learning strategies they specialized in self-development program, personal development programs and parallels. Yes. And they had the parallel, like anxiety-free, self-esteem supercharger, deep relaxation, and 10 minutes energizer. I have one of those. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. So I brought those four and started to change my life. Mm. You should give them a testimonial. (laughs) Oh, they got it. They got it very good. They already got it. Like, we brought so much from them afterwards. So I went through that was back with tapes. So yes. I, they helped so much that we start buying a lot of the things. And that's actually also how I got in touch with Jack Canfield because he had a program together with them. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Jack was uh, uh, the creator of Breakthrough to Success. And that was his book. Um, and when the training, uh, you started out with a week in, um, where was it? It was in Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Yeah, Arizona. And so all of these people came together. And there, I think there was probably about 300, 400 people at this group training. And it was for a week. And, you know, from that training, I have some of my best, I I still have connections with those people. And um, so anyway, tell us, tell me about what happened at Jack's training. That was also a defining moment for you. Because that was the second defining moment. So doing this tape trainings that I had taken just on my own, I got enough what you call that power, internal power, that I could take the steps to just travel to the States. And that was a shaky moment for me to travel all by myself to this English-speaking training (laughs) with all these strange people and still having a lot of social anxiety and a very low voice. So I took the step because I really wanted. Because during those years, I realized that I had started to change my own self anxiety that came from past in the bullying part. It yeah. wasn't all about my sleep anymore. I started to change and I wanted more change. Yeah. So I took that big step to come in. And when you go into a live environment like that, it's so intensive and you get that next level. Yes. Mm-hmm. So one of the first days, I don't remember it was the first or second, we had this life purpose visualization. And I saw myself speaking Ah! And just imagine me having no voice, 
and being having this vision, I was like in tears, and I went up to one of the helpers and say, "This cannot be right." And he said, mm-hmm. "If you can dream it, you can do it." And it's just like, "What?" I mean, yeah. I could not see myself doing what I do today. Yes. So as the training passed along those days, I I really experienced a lot of internal change. And on the last day, there was one lady who stand up because Jack asked to have like five or seven people to stand up and give the acknowledgement to someone they saw change a lot. And the mm-hmm. first one who stand up was this lady who looked at me and had me stand up and said, she could see how I had changed. <gasps> yeah, oh. that's exactly how I felt. I was like honored and I... Just thought, if other people can see that change in me and I can feel it, I got to sign up for like, so I signed up for his trainer trainer program for the whole year. Because if I could get that out of one week, I'm going to go the whole way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so that's back in 2011. And since that, it had been an ongoing journey to the life that I I can't just imagine where I'm going to end. Right keep growing, I keep changing. And today I really help people worldwide, as you say, to uncover that limiting beliefs, their hidden blocks to have that transition into a life that's really worth living. Yeah, yeah. So the transition and what's so interesting about those groups, and I really encourage people to seek out group learning like that is because it does throw us into our uncomfortable spot and it, but I also want people to realize they would not be called. There is an inner calling inside of us that has us go and do it. Even though we are, as you said, and I was, I certainly know uncomfortable in going to the very first motivational seminar, going, meeting all these people that I'd never met before. You yeah. had the added stress. I just came from Texas there. <laughs> so that was not, that was nothing. You came across the big water to the United States. So no matter what it is that we are trying to accomplish, we have it inside of us to do it. And so I just, oh, I love your story, Lada, because, oh, my goodness, I'm, I am talking to a woman that was not in that room when we were meeting. <laughs> she was, but she was under, I, it, she has let her little light shine. There's a children's song about I'm my little light shine. And, um, you are definitely allowing that to do to be in um, reality. But I want to comment on that you just said, yours because you're so right. I, when I describe my journey today, those first years from from '96 to '11, where I had all these tape things, those were the level I could take in at that moment. That's like, true. I was at a such a low place that I could not have gone to that. So I always talk about that. This journey with that made me ready to go so I kind of but I thought that was a long step I had come forward but today I know it wasn't that much a really big transition happened when I started doing the trainings but if I had not done all of that I would not have been able to to get to that 
Right. And that's actually both why I wrote the book as the first step. I'm going to create an online program and group coaching program that's all virtual. And yeah. so that people can get that transformation started at the point where they are before we go into these live things. Right. Because you have to be ready and have that inner calling. Yeah. 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 Well, you wrote a book. It's called Life After Bullying. And I, I was very fascinated by that because we think bullying is something new. We talk about it so much in the, in the public life about bullying in schools. But bullying has been around with us for years. It's yeah. part of the human psyche, if you will, unfortunately. Yeah. So why is it our... Uh, let me think about how I want to ask this. Uh, I know it's about the other children picking on other children, but how does it look for the young child that is bullied? And in in our birth families, which we think is our safe safe area, does that make sense? Yeah. Is that my question? Okay. I think I get. So let me be, I I heard several questions on that. So so let me. <laughs> <try this again. laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> because, uh, but, but that's where I come from when I work so much. I work with so many trauma from all area of trauma, from incest to rape to bullying to yeah, all of it. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of different kind type of bullying. Yes. But I was actually bullied by my teacher in the first grade. Ah, so yes. she let me know I was no good, which meant I could not read until I had moved class after grade three. That's when I learned to read. Mm-hmm. So she really embedded on me. I was not good enough. I wasn't capable. So, oh, yes, of course, then the other kids in, in the class, they started picking on me as well. Right. So I was the one not invited to birthday parties. I was I wasn't physical, like hit. But yeah. it's all verbally. So yeah. I was always the last one chosen, and I was not the one. In, I wasn't invited to anything. Oh, um, that breaks my heart. So yeah. even when I moved class, I had lost my self-esteem, my self-confidence. So, yeah. of course, I was bullied there as well. I felt it was a much safer class, but I didn't trust myself, and I didn't trust any other people at that time. So that's yeah. one of the saying, you lose trust. But yes. also, especially when you get it from an authority like that, I did not believe I was capable of learning. Yes. And nothing yeah. could change that. I actually started getting pretty high marks in any written things. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it did not change my own perspective of me. Yeah. Because it was embedded so early on. So it was in my DNA, you can do it, say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also lost my voice. I was so low because I was so afraid to being heard. Mm-hmm. I had speech therapy during my school years several times because they couldn't hear me at all. And I learned uh-huh. to articulate, but it didn't help because it wasn't the actual speaking that was the biggest problem. It was me not wanting to be heard because what would then happen to me? 
Oh, yes. They think I was stupid or they I'd verify I was stupid or yeah. Yeah. So that's about like you talked about the voice early on is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that embed in the voice. So mm-hmm. I was so afraid of being hurt. Right. That I actually lost physical loss my voice. Right. Yeah. Oh. I other- sort of got that. I sort of got that message in my family with this with a older sibling that is very smart, very outgoing, different personality, totally from who I was. But I think this happens a lot in families. Yes. Uh, and that the one, the quiet one gets the message, you're the, the, the difficult one. You're the one we have to pull along. You're the one. <laughs> so, yeah. While all the applause is going toward the other one. The, the quiet one is not the one that gets it. So did you have a sibling or were you an only child? No, I had a sibling as well. Um, and yeah. He played music and he was always like, so And my mother at one point was the leader of the musician school in our oh, town. Dear. So I was like her daughter or my brother's sister. So I definitely get that yeah. as well. Yeah. So, right. and yes, and I heard that a lot, like people felt, is that real bullying or not? But the body implemented as something not being safe or they're not yes. good enough. Yes. So they have that impact when you have a sibling like that. Right. Yeah. And I even see it with parents. I actually started using the term parents bullying. Yes. Because when you come home with your marks and your dad say, this is not high enough, and I especially see it with, it with men, then you try... That little child inside of you, no matter the age you get, try to do it the best. Try to be better than anyone else in uh-huh. order to show up. Even though the father might be, di- be dead at that point, they still wanting to show that they are actually capable of doing these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of different types of bullying that put that perspective in our body, in our cellular memory. Right. I, Lottie, I have to share this because it's so funny and it's a good example. Uh, not feeling that I was really smart as my older sister. When I went to first year college, they tested me for reading and I failed comprehensive reading. Well, what did that do to me but verify what I believed? Aha! See, I am not smart. Yes. But I learned later in my life that I had a a, a a reading disability. In other words, my eyes were having some issues. Totally, back then when I was going to school, we didn't. I don't think we ever tested anybody for that like we do now. But it was once I learned that there was this rush of, oh my gosh, I'm not. <laughs> I am smart. And it was like, it was so freeing. Isn't that yeah. silly? That is so silly. But it's true. It's what Yeah. I'm. But that changed your whole perspective of you. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So the bullying. Now, you really took it on. I mean, to to feel so compelled to create this book that yes. you have. 
Why did you feel it was so important to write this book? Because what I really want people to see is that the bullying that they had experienced, they shaped them. It mm -hmm. shaped me. It shaped you. It yeah. shaped everyone. But because when it happens, like, especially when it happens in the early childhood, it forms you. So you start believing you are that person. Yes. I believed I was introvert. I believed I wasn't smart. I believed that nobody really wanted me. Mm -hmm. That I couldn't learn. That I, like, and nothing could change that inner belief because that was so deep in me. Mm -hmm. Like, I had severe social anxiety. I didn't realize that. I just felt good to going into the kitchen helping out because there was just a few people. Mm -hmm. Or I would like sit at the wall and so well, I'm introvert, you know, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. we kept that label, I put that label on me right away because that described me as who I was. Right. So yeah. when I started to change and realizing I had all of these internal blocks, I changed my whole life. Like mm -hmm. I started to love networking. I started <laughs> to love being with people. <laughs> and, and talking. I never go out and help in the kitchen anymore. Well, I might do if it's my mother or something like that, but it's not, I don't escape to the kitchen anymore to help sure. out. Right. I, I changed my whole perspective of me. Mm -hmm. I might not be totally extrovert because it's not my type, but I'm definitely not introvert. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I got my voice back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so, and all of that, when I start to realize that all of that that was embedded in me as a child had formed me to a person that I wasn't really, but it was something that was put outside of me, mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that impact the bullying had had on me. Yeah. So I want to help people change and realize that how they are might not be who they truly are. Ah, that there might be yeah. someone inside of them that want to be free. Right, right. I think a lot of times we set ourselves up when we think that's what we are, then we look for ways to verify that's yes. what we are. Yeah. So that's what you were saying when you go help in the kitchen because you didn't have to interact. Yes. So, but in your mind, you'd say, I was being helpful to my mother. <laughs> Yeah, or to anyone else, escaping. I was helping out, but in reality, I was escaping. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, so interesting. Our mind is something else, isn't it? It's awesome. It's a great gift. And how it can lead us down these little trails is just amazing yes. <laughs> how it does that for us. Well, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the three steps that uh, Lottie has developed with reclaiming your life, what those are, and explaining how you can also have the benefit of going to her website to get these, get the book. We're going to talk about getting the book and implementing it in your life. So when we come back, we will be talking about that. I want you to think, or during this break, maybe you want to, Think about 
well, how have I been bullied? Have I been bullied? Am I living that life? Is this my question that I need to deal with today? Pretty interesting. So we'll be back shortly, and I'll look forward to talking with Lottie. When Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. We are talking today with Lottie Vestel, Vesterly. Did I say that, Lottie? I always change it. <laughs> That's okay. She is a coach, and she has made it her uh, passion to write a book about life after bullying, Three Steps to Inner Peace. How does bullying affect us? So we have pretty well gone through that, Lottie, in the first segment. So... I'd like for you to tell us more about why, you know, you talked about how you decided to write The Life After Bullying, but what are the three steps that prepare us for reclaiming our lives after experiencing bullying? Yes, yeah, so my book is, is, is describing my own story from being bullied and how I reclaimed my life. But yeah. more important than that is designed as a self-help book with these three major steps oh. that I realized that was the steps that need to be taken for people to reclaim their life mm-hmm. and really take ownership and, and find that inner power, the one that might be hidden from bullying. And it doesn't matter if the bullying happened like two years ago or 30 years ago. Like you can yeah. always start working through that bullying experience and take back your life. So mm-hmm. I don't talk about the, how you get bullied or the different sorts. I, it's really like created as a book that you can take and from chapter one start to rebuild and recover your life from the bullying perspective. So how would somebody know that this book applies to them if they may not think they've been bullied? I, when you first talked to me about this, I was like, hmm, 
I hadn't thought of myself as being bullied, but I can see now different situations that came up that was the word bullying, but not as I would have defined it. You know, I just thought it was mother being mother. I didn't have a name for it or a teacher being teacher, you know, as you said. So how, what are some of the feelings that people have that have experienced bullying? So you might or might not remember the bullying of how it affected you back then. But if you today are having anxiety issues, if you are feeling unworthy, have mm-hmm. a low self-esteem, if you have tendency to climb along the wall and believe you're introvert mm-hmm. and not want to be out, but in reality, that might just be you not feeling comfortable among other people because you've yeah. been bullied. Yeah, it can be you're getting stressed when your colleagues aren't getting stressed because you're already filled up from these past experience that people have shared with you. You're no good. Yeah. So bullying is every time when you feel that you cannot, that you're not safe in surroundings. Yeah. So okay. that's really when the body implements that as a trauma. Yeah. And starts protecting you from what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah. Okay. The book can be used for bullying and any other kind of anxiety, really. Oh, okay. It's the same. Because I've been bullied, that's the perspective that I have on it. Yeah. But I have taken people who have been raped or had incest issues through the exact same things. Mm -hmm. Because we work so much about the anxiety and everything that happened. Right. Okay, so let's talk about, let's get into the steps that you mention in your book. Yeah, so the first step is really preparing your ground. And what I mean by that is that if you don't really know or sure you want to change, it's really important that you want to change. It's like if I am to help someone and they don't really want to change, I can't really help them. We want. Right. We have to get ready to get to the state of, I am ready to change. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this also means that we have to no longer push away and saying that it's just because my teacher did that to me. That's why I'm the way I am. Like mm. that's that was my saying because my teacher bullied me. I blamed my teacher on it. Yeah, and of course he did. Do what she did to me, and and that wasn't a, that wasn't good. It's not about that, but it's about as long as I put the blame on her, I'm not ready to change me. Yeah. So when I take ownership of the thing that happened to me, and allow it to be the feelings I am feeling right now, and where I am, what I'm feeling, both the things that I'm actually good at and I'm able to do and the things that I feel that I'm not good at or I feel I have these different issues. When I start take ownership of that and no longer just say because it's her doing to me, mm-hmm. it's not about it's, it's good she did it. No, no, no. It's, it's about that I start to take ownership of how I'm feeling from it. Ah, yeah. And when I take ownership of how I'm feeling from it and what it happened to me, then I can actually start to change. Right. So that's a big part because as soon as you're ready, you can actually start to change really quickly. Mm-hmm. But you have to be ready. So I'm really 
taking a lot of step into that to really say, own your own life and own your own power in order to start to change. Right. So that's yeah. what I call preparing the ground. Yeah. 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 I'm going to ask you if this word would be a good one to use. Changing from victim. Yeah. Isn't that, that where so many of us are? We play that role, yeah. that victim role so yes. much that we sort of change that thought. I don't want to be a victim anymore. Exactly. I love that word. I think it's so powerful. And you're totally right. It is about not being a victim to what happened to be in charge of your yes. life. Yes. Yeah. 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 So this really is powerful. So as soon as you start getting in charge of your life and saying, I want, as I shared in the mm-hmm. past half hour about, I just wasn't, I was just so ready to yes. do something about it. Yeah. Then we can start to change. So the next step is a, is a step, well, this part of the book, is to know what you want to do. It's about creating the roadmap to success. Mm-hmm. So this is more common goal setting, start to dream where we want to go. Because we want to have a destination. We want to have something we can measure towards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that second part is... It's more common in, in a lot of these kind of works with all of these goal setting and stuff. But I do talk about how do we set goals for raising our self-esteem and measure that. Oh, yeah. So what can we, how can we see that happen to us? So for me, because I didn't have a voice, it was about starting to speak and, and ask like the waitress of something or when I was in shopping or I would go up to places at the playground to the kids was and playing and talk with other ladies and you know and, and measure that mm-hmm. and count that success mm-hmm. and the feeling about that so I do have a chapter about how do we set goals in this area oh that's great so you can start to measure your own kind of healing work and what happens yeah yeah yeah, it's a yeah. We don't sometimes think that those small steps are so important, but they really do help us build a foundation, don't they? They help us build the foundation, and they help us measure yeah. our growth. Yeah, and that's so yeah. important that we keep adding these small measurements, and they can be small ones in the beginning. Uh huh. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But we have to capture them in order to keep going and keep pushing ourselves outside the comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. So the whole last part of the book was the building your ideal life part. That mm-hmm. is a lot of chapters on separate things that you can use, from tapping to self-rim to letting go to how you can expand your comfort zone, mm. or you can start to dress different and push yourself out and feel how that changed, how you can use physical experiences to go out. So yeah. it's a lot of different chapters. So I call it like the toolbox. <laughs> yes. Tools that you can implement and learn uh-huh. and use in your uh, yeah. growth. And yeah. I give examples and uh, yeah, so... There's actually 31 exercises in the book to help. Oh, you. my goodness. That's a lot. 
Yeah. Because not every not everyone is going to resonate with the same steps. Exactly. I mean, to, you know, I may not like to do tapping, but I like to do rim. So, you know, different practices. Yeah, um, and that's what I do, Chair. It's like you can I encourage people to work through them for some days and use them a little bit and see how they resonate. But they yeah. can jump forward and backward and Sometimes they might not resonate with you today, but then when you're filled on, that's exactly the tool you need and so on. Right. You mentioned something about my uniqueness exercise. Yes. I know so, that's one of those tools, right? <laughs> no, it's actually not. It's, oh, in it's the, not? actually the first, uh, I think it's chapter three or four, uh, in the oh. first part of the book. Yeah. And... Um, that's an exercise that I've actually developed to start finding your uniqueness. And I had a couple of experiences throughout my journey that got me to resonate, uh, to, to create this exercise. Mm -hmm. The first one was in the, when the children was in kindergarten and we were having a group of mothers and we were creating some things to sell. So I don't remember what we were to raise money for, for something. <laughs> and I was actually I living that. in, yeah, I was living mothers in Germany. Mothers all over the world are raising money for their children. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yes. Love it. Love it. Um, and actually at that time, we, we were living in Germany for five years. Uh -huh. And so this was German speaking ladies. And <laughs> I was, they were talking about how to create this little animal. And I was sitting behind this, I could probably help that out. But no, they, they already know how to do it. They are like six women sitting around discussing this in German. And my German was getting better by the days, but like, I didn't want to interrupt. And remember, I didn't have the confidence. Yes. Yeah. So. I thought, no, I love doing creative things. I'm pretty good at it. But I didn't think it was special. I thought everyone was just as good as I was about doing this. So this was the thinking and the feeling I was having at that time. I was really talking myself into not helping out. They were just as good as I was. And, you know, that little voice inside your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until suddenly one of the ladies turned to me and said, now we got to ask Frau Westerli. That's how they speak in German. They used to laugh me because she knows for sure how to do this. And it hit me like right on because it broke into that little voice who was talking myself into not helping out. Ah, uh, yes. So I was shocked and <laughs> I figured out. So, so that was one moment. And some years later, I was helping out for like creating food for 100 young people over a weekend. I was the one in charge of it. Because, and again, that was something that comes easy for me. Mm -hmm. I love to cook. I'm quite good at just finding out what to do. And yeah, it's just easy. But I didn't think about it was easy. Mm -hmm. So later at work, I was sharing what I did the weekend. And people were going like, how did you do that? <laughs> I wonder I love so it was giving me that response, I start to think, yeah, how yeah. did I do that? Maybe I'm actually good at doing something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't believe it. I didn't 
think I was. And that's why I created my uniqueness exercises that mm-hmm. takes you through several steps to mm-hmm. find out what is it that you are really good at that you're not recognizing today. Yeah, yeah. And Most people don't think they are unique. And I love that word because we are, we're not, I mean, our fingerprints are even different. Yes. So we are very unique and there's no one else like us. And we're here for some reason, you know, exactly. we've got these gifts for some reason. So how do they get a copy of your book? So one, I had the book you can get in, um, at Amazon. And most online bookstores have it. Yes. And it's okay. available in, in hardcover, in paperback, as ebook. You can get it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, at my website, Life After Bullying, you can read more about the book. And there's also a link to Amazon. And ah. there is a free, all the, the exercises, I created a free downloadable workbook. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to write in the book. Yes. And there's also that's a free nice. typing video and stuff. So that's all you got in Life After Bullying. And for you, specifically for, for your tribe here, what I did, because I have this online training, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. people can. And I took, actually took out the video I created about the uniqueness exercise where I guide you into oh. this. Oh. So what? I will send the link to you. Mm-hmm. And so you can share it. Yes. Oh, wonderful. So they can go up and they can share it. When they sign up for that, they get all of this, like the my bullying, life after bullying roadmap, where you can see kind of the step illustrated and also this uniqueness exercise and the guided version from that. And okay. So they will go to your website, life after bullying and sign up for this? Is that how we're doing it or not? So I actually create a specific link for you. Oh, okay. All right. That's called Second Second Wind. Second Wind Podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can, I will send the link to you, and and I don't know if you have a place of sharing that. Okay. Yeah. We will send that out. So, um, and... uh, you can also go to lifeafterbullying.com slash podcast, and you can find it there. It's called Second Wind Podcast? Yes. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. I'm going to go sign up myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I also created a free community for people that signed up that's everyone where, where I will share more tools and and sayings yeah. and stories so that people can really take these first step for people for those who are not ready yet to really go into like group coaching or all of that that's those small steps that I guide you through for free yeah so this is your Facebook on your Facebook correct no it's actually a community I created that you sign up you get automatically oh. signed up for that when you sign up for, for these other things, okay. or you have the opportunity to sign into the community site at lifeafterbullying.com. Oh, okay. But you do have a Facebook. I do have a Facebook. Well. Yes. Yes. Life See, I've done my homework. I went. <laughs> I went cruising this morning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do have you. a YouTube channel and a Facebook page for Life After Bullying. 
Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Now, you know, I, I'm so amazed at how we grow and change our lives. And, uh, Lottie, you have just been, you have just, I mean, really, I'm just so proud of you, of what you've done, what you've created. And there are so many people out there that are needing this bullying thing. We reshaped our whole lives because of an experience or interaction with some person that we gave power to in our younger life. Or it was just put upon us by our birth family. And we don't realize that those first seven years are so powerful in creating the lives that we can end up living with forever. So your work has actually changing so many lives. I'm so excited that, that this is available and that, you know, we can share this with so many people. How have you been um, affected by this work? Well, I know it's, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah. And, and I mean, it doesn't matter if you were bullied as a child or if you were bullied as adult. Like this book will help you no matter what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was pushing myself outside my comfort zone one more time when I published the book because I do share so much of my own story, oh, things yes. that nobody knows about or knew about back then. So uh-huh. that was the second growth. But when I hear about the change that people get from reading the book, and I have got some emails that just put tears into my eyes when I saw how much that work impacted their life. And I'm just so happy that I have been able to show people that they they realized, like you said before, how episode in their life actually was bullying, how they are allowing people to be overruling, overpowering them today because they don't stand up for themselves, because they're not, they're too afraid or they just don't think about it until they do and realize what's happening into their life. Mm-hmm. So, and, and today I've really been, I've been teaching across the world. I've been, and I mean, just helping people all over the world. Mm-hmm. And when I see people and I experience where we're able to find what they think might, this even might be hidden from them because they're not aware of that. What, what I work is I go through the emotions and find what it is that's really blocking them. And when right. we work through that, and like I, in a very few sessions, can see how that changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I just go up and I say, I love my job. <laughs> and yes. I actually don't have that many people that go through a lot of session with me because they do, well, the work I do is quite powerful when we go through the emotions, mm-hmm. which I love because mm-hmm. I can see transformation happen so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And do you see this? I have to ask this because of my work, the transformational yeah. work that you and I both do. But do you see this repeating in many of the marriages? People yes. that are wives, I, I I have experienced some wives that are just terribly bullied by their husbands. And is that 
are we drawn to a person that does that because of previous experience or do you have a feeling for that? I think so. That's that's at least what I see in my work. I have been extremely lucky because I actually met my husband 40 years ago. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) When we were 13, we were at a camp together. And as I say, for some reason, he saw behind the shield I put up on him. And and Uh we've been married now for 25 years. And he had been just such a support for me. So... I have been lucky, but I see people where they allow that because they are so used to being pushed down, to not letting their voice being heard. And I had a lot of challenges with, like our our relationship together, my husband and I have been just, had amazing growth as I grew, as uh-huh. I allowed my voice to be heard. So, important. Yeah. yeah, so it has grown. So we each new year think, wow, can it really be better? Like each year is better than the other one. So, but I I really count myself lucky in that perspective. But when you have a husband that is liking to raise his own self-esteem on you being quiet, and that might be because of his own hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It might not be, it's it's never conscious. Right. But it's about how they might if they have been hurt, how they can stand up and feel good about themselves is when they, they kind of have the, the power in the house. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's how I see it. So sometimes when people start really healing, it can go either way. It can go up to that they create, like my husband and I, we create an even better marriage. Or sometimes you grow apart because you get the, become aware of what's really happening. Mm-hmm. So I've seen both ways happening for people. Right. Yeah. Yes. So you're talking about where have you spoken? Uh, For me, mostly in in, uh, so far in Europe, once in in the States and uh, in Norway, Sweden and and UK, where I've been spoken also to and a lot in Denmark, of course. (laughs) Denmark is a beautiful country. Thank you. Yeah, Lots and I'm going to to Switzerland later this year. So, Are yeah. you wonderful? Where in Switzerland? Uh, Zurich. Yes. Where well, yeah, we do a, a training and probably also do a speaking engagement. So. Oh, that's excellent! I'm really excited for you, and how you have just exploded your world. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I used to say people who knew me back then, they don't recognize me today. They might recognize the the face or the hair, but they don't recognize me as a person today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lottie, this has been such a treat for me. One, to reconnect with you, because I am reconnecting with a different woman. (laughs) And uh, not that the other woman was bad. I would never say that. But she was quiet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and was. so I love the confidence that I see in you and simply the the determination to make a difference in the world. And um and that you've created something really awesome. So I thank you so much for sharing your work with us today. And I certainly want to visit that site as well. So I hope that 
you know, your next year, the end of this year and going forward is just as rich as, as the last few years have been. So oh, thank sure you so they much. Are. <laughs> yes. Thank yes. you. Thank yes. you for having me, Joyce. It's been an honor for me to be able to share it on your platform, too. Ah, uh, thank you. All right. We are going to, I, I encourage all of you to go to Lottie's uh, website, which is Life After Bullying, B-U-L-L-Y-I-N-G dot com. Or you can go to www.lottieLottieVestereLi.com to get her information, sign up for her work, because I want you all to take some advantage of this powerful message that we've done today. So what would I ask you to take away from today is that if you're in pain, you're needing to change, these are good steps for you. This is where you need to start. And I thank you for being here. It is up to you to heal yourself. It is your job and you can do it. I give you encouragement and I hope that you'll be with us next week as we again visit with another guest that has powerful information for you for life-changing benefits. So thank you again for being here today. Go out and make this week an absolutely awesome week and we'll see you next week. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.